0: This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hey everyone, it's a Harvard Home Sunday, and I'm really excited to be joining you in your small group. If you are just jumping in with us, we are in the middle of a series entitled Counterculture, and the purpose behind the series is simply to build you up as a friend of God in the beliefs and the values of the kingdom. You know, it's important, a series like this we believe is important because the world has a voice. Today's culture is continuing to, like it's constant, and it, it's loud and it's constant, and it's continuing to look to convey its belief systems to all of us on the planet, to align us with the values of the world. But you and I have been called to live different. The Father has called us to live counterculture, and here's the exciting news about that. When we do, we'll find that everything that we were created for begins to materialize in our lives. Today's topic is power and strength. Why don't you turn to Colossians chapter 1 and Philippians chapter 2 while I pray for us. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you how you've met us in our small groups up until this point, how you've come through worship and we've had the opportunity to fellowship with you in that time and with one another right beforehand. Lord, I'm asking right now that your spirit would increase, that the presence of Holy Spirit would, would increase in our midst. God, we have a short amount of time on a recording like this, but you are a big, big God and we are here to meet with you. I just acknowledge right now that I need you, God. My friends, we together need you, God. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and have your way. I pray for encounters for my friends, God. That as they're hearing the words that I'll share for the next few minutes, that they would start to have you jump off the pages of their Bible or out of the the words that I might speak through their screen, and they would encounter your heart, God and that in that place that true strength and power would begin to be in, like activated in their lives to the glory of your name and the good of the people around them in your name Jesus amen amen all right guys again the topic is power and strength and i want to open with this statement humanity as a whole loves to feel powerful we do The idea of being strong brings a sense of security to everyone. We can see it in today's advertising industry. I want you to think about it. I'm I'm thinking of three ways. We we see it in the advertising. We see it in, in entertainment. We see it in our own personal lives. So let's start with the advertising. I want to ask you a question. When was the last time you heard a company promote their product or their service by saying this, if you work with us or if you buy what we're offering, we promise you it'll make you weak. (laughs) No, no, that's not the draw for humanity. Nobody's going to make a buck selling weakness. The, The draw of the world is power and strength. The entertainment industry knows that. Just think about the movies, the blockbuster movies of the day. Everybody loves the superhero, right? People love to see, love to see like somebody, even if in the character development of the of the, the let's say the main uh, the main a- actor or actress, even if their character. Ve- character development takes them their storyline takes them from weakness we're all cheering for that point where they get that that moment of personal like where, where personal strength builds up on the inside of them and they overcome something and they go out and they save the day we love to cheer on power and strength even in the movies and then there's there's us in our personal lives let me ask you a question When was the last time that you woke up and you thought about your day? You thought about all the tasks that were in front of you, everything that you needed to get done, whether it was it's in your your, the marketplace at your job, whether it's in um, raising your family, whether it's uh, like personal relationships dynamics that you have going on. When was the last time that you woke up, thought about your day and said to the Lord, God, make me weak. I have so much to do today. I'm asking that you would bless me with weakness. No, that's probably the way that your prayers sound. I'm thinking are probably like mine. God, I have so much to do today. Like, come and give me your strength. I need power to be able to get through and do everything that you've called me to do today, God. We we are all looking, again, even as as believers, we are looking for, for strength. We're looking for power and strength. But here's a statement that I want to make to you. In the kingdom, power and strength are synonymous with humility and meekness. So let's talk power and strength from God's perspective. Let's start with what it isn't. Humility and meekness is not weakness or passivity, weakness is when you have no power. And therefore, you have no option but to go low. What we're talking about here, kingdom power, kingdom strength, what we're talking about is when you do have power, but you still choose to go low for the benefit of others. What is it? What is power and strength from a kingdom perspective? Well, it's humility, again, and meekness. Humility, just biblical definition— is gentleness, lowliness, and meekness. The definition of meekness is power under control for the purpose or benefit of other people. Let me say that again. I have a feeling somebody's going to go, what, right now, like as I'm saying it. <laughs> meekness is power under control for the purpose or benefit of others. So meekness and humility or humility and meekness, which are power and strength in the the kingdom, they stem from a place of strength. They aren't about the absence of confidence or value, but instead about strength restrained for the sake of others. As always, Jesus is our example in all things. So let's take a look at Jesus. Jesus is humble. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, he tells us, I am gentle and I am lowly. I am gentle and I am lonely. Those are two of the definitions of humility. Jesus is powerful. Why don't you turn, I had you go to Colossians chapter one. Why don't you look at verses 15 through 17 with me as I read them out? All all of heaven, he has all power and all glory. If you think about it, the scriptures tell us that right now all of heaven is bowing before Jesus and chanting, releasing praise of, of you are worthy of honor and glory and power and majesty. Jesus is all powerful. Soon the scriptures say that every nation, every nation will be joining that chant that's going on in the heavens right now as they draw near to the desire of that Jesus is scripture says he is the desire of all nations and they start to give him their praise as well for his power and his majesty. Psalm chapter two actually says that he's sitting symbolically. He is, it speaks of Jesus and it says he's sitting right now in a place where he is laughing as he's looking at the nations because he knows that he has all power. Jesus knows he has all power. Jesus is humble. Jesus is powerful. Jesus is also under control. Stay with me for a second. Humility and meekness, power and strength in the kingdom. Jesus is the example. He's humble. He's powerful, but he's under control. Yeah. Think about the fruit of the spirit. Jesus is a man of all authority. He comes to the planet. Fully man, but fully God at the same time. And he recognizes that the, the character, his, his nature of humility, his nature of, uh, of meekness, he recognizes that he has the ability to tap into Holy Spirit and to, to reach deep within himself and reserve that power that he has as an act of his own volition to benefit everyone else around him. He knew what his life was called to. He knew the plan that the Father had for him to go to the cross, to be the, the go-between between, for, between the Father and all of humanity. He, he took possession. He, he, he took control, under control. He took possession of the Spirit of God within him, and he yielded. He, he walked in meekness. John chapter 10, I I want you to, to listen to this. John chapter 10 in verses 7 and 18, I want to read to you. Jesus says this, I tell you for certain, I am the gate for the sheep. No one takes my life from me. I give it up willingly. I have the power to give it up and the power to receive it back again, just as my father commanded me to do. Jesus is humble. Jesus is meek. Jesus uses his power in a place of control to bless everyone else. This is what God is like. He doesn't just give us a principle or he's not here just to show us a a cool principle or to to give us a a moment of instruction. God is really like this. He's humble. He's the reality. Um, He's a living reality of power under control that's probably why Paul gives us a certain exhortation in Philippians 2. So God is like this. So Paul comes in Philippians chapter 2 and he says I want he, I'm exhorting you to be like God in this. God is humble, God is meek. God has has power but he 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 taps he pulls it, he taps into it and he pulls back and he he His power under control for the sake of everyone else. I'll get my words out here in a second. And he so Paul says to exhorts us to be like God in this. He says in Philippians to abandon every display of selfishness, possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. In authentic humility, there you go. In authentic humility, put others first and view them as more important than yourselves. And consider the example that Jesus has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. So what was Jesus's mindset? It's Philippians 2, verses six through eight. He, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Listen, guys, this is where true humility finds its strength. It's knowing our identity as ones who carry the very nature of God, yet refusing to use it for our own advantage. I have a question for everybody. And um, the question was actually came to me as I was having my own little encounter with God yesterday before I came in to to do this recording. So the question is, in the beginning um, of the My message today, I mentioned that humanity loves to feel strong, right? So the question is, if the feeling of strength brings a sense of of security, but we know that our only source of security is supposed to be God, then what is it actually saying when we shy away from the things that make us feel weak? So, honesty— Yesterday, as I was pulling together this message, I felt really, really rushed. I felt, um, that the presentation was going to be weak and it didn't make me comfortable. I, I just didn't have the time that I usually do to put together, to sit down before you and to bring what I would hope would be the best of the, of, of me and the Lord together in partnership. And in that moment, Knowing what I was feeling, God asked me this question. He said, "So Julie, if your circumstances had been different and you wouldn't have felt if if your circumstances had been different, you wouldn't have felt stronger going into the film let me start again <laughs> I'm even feeling the experience right now that he took me into yesterday'm and I'm, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so weak in essence." I wanted to feel strong coming in here today. I wanted to feel prepared. I want, and feeling prepared would have made me feel stronger. And God reminded me that that was an issue of trust. I was trusting more in my preparation than I was in, in him, in my history with him, in our, in our friendship together in the power of his word and his presence, his spirit, just to show up when I sit before a camera going into your, your, your living rooms with you in in a small group setting. That was an area that it was like an ouch, hallelujah. You know, have you guys ever experienced something like that? You know, it hit hard, but it was good and it was needful. I needed to to adjust myself. I needed to repent. I needed to be brought back into alignment with the way that the Father views power and strength. Humility and meekness are something that the world shies away from. It's something that I didn't want to show up with today but God sees it and celebrates it. All of the kingdom celebrates it as strength in the spirit. Trust runs alongside of humility and meekness. Jesus entrusted himself. That's what the scriptures say. Jesus entrusted himself to the father. Let me read it to you. Um, 1 Peter 2 verse, verse 23 While being reviled and insulted, Jesus didn't revile or insult in return. While suffering, he made no threat of vengeance, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges fairly. The point there that that God was reminding me of yesterday is that Jesus entrusted himself to the father in the midst of the hardest of circumstances. He knew that the father had his back. And hey, I needed to be reminded that the father had my back today as well, too. So let me share something with you as we get ready to wrap up about, um, about meekness and identity. This popped into my mind just as I was driving in, uh, driving into film this today, um, meekness and identity. I want you to think about the definition of meekness. Again, it's power under control for the benefit of others. So in order to engage, think about that definition. So in order to engage in meekness, we first need to know that we're powerful Ooh, that felt good, right? To know that you're powerful. <laughs> we first need to know that we're powerful. From there, then we humble ourselves. It's two sides of one coin: um, we uh, meekness and identity. They're two sides of one coin in the kingdom. And speaking speaking of coins, I want to mention this. Um, I, like Jesus, uh, Jesus when he was in the temple, and you know he he makes a he's in the temple and he's looking at everything that's going on, and people are people you know followers of god are just not following the way that that the father would want them to right and so jesus starts turning over tables he makes a whip and he 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 lashes out and and even though he was as he was cleansing the temple the question that came to, to my mind or maybe it's come to yours is that he's humble and he's meek yet he displays strength when it's needed and is that okay? That has to be okay. Jesus did it. So what's the, how do we know when to show up in strength and, or when to put power under control? Um, the answer for the, for the sake of others, like deposit for the sake of other, for the good of others. The answer is that's where friendship with God comes in. We don't. There's not a formula. There's, um, there's no like now. Now you reserve. Now you show up in power. You know the way that it works is we need to know his voice and we need to to be in dialogue with him continuously as friends. This is the way God is doing. This is the way God wants me to do it. Now I'm to I'm to hold back the power. Or in that moment over here, he tells me release it. We want him to get the glory. This is part of the success of us being friends as we get to work with the Father in, commun- in communication to find out what's on his heart at any given moment. So as we wrap up, I want to um, remind everybody of the blessing that comes to those who manifest the virtue of humility and meekness. It's found in um, Matthew chapter five in the fifth verse and it reads like this. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Today's culture says power and strength take the earth. power and strength take dominion. power and strength are where the like the, the, the word, the, the language of, of the world. that's what what is being spoken. but in the kingdom God says, I'm going to give it to the meek. And why why does he do that? Because he wants people in charge who think and act like he does. Do you want dominion on the earth? Awesome. Humility and meekness are the components that are needed for it. Do you want heaven to come into the areas that God's placed you in? Wonderful. Humility and meekness are your doorway. Do you want to know Jesus so intimate in your experience with oneness with him that it just keeps growing and gets richer and richer and, 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 and greater and greater each time you're feeling awesome. So do this each time you're feeling the need for power and strength. Make this declaration. His mindset is my motivation.